Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. We are back, and I've got a somewhat scratchy-throated, throated? Scratchy-throat wife next to me. A little under the weather, aren't you, Hath? <laughs> yes, I have been sick. Maybe it was um, taking care of the children by myself for two whole weeks that did it. Okay. Not sure, but um, yes, I'm finally recovering from what feels like a seven-day-long cold that was not COVID, just a head cold. And One of I, those old head colds and that of course, used to talk about. We decided to get you back on the mic right away. Um, because you're not feeling well, how about, how about this? To make you feel even better, and as a gift to people who have been with us and been asking us when the next show is coming out, how about I give you two intro facts? Oh, wow. One is just a fact. So generous. One is just a fact, and then one I want you to guess. Oh, of course. Okay, so the first fact, Americans eat 400 million pounds of cranberries every year. <laughs> What? It seems like a lot. Yeah. Here, this is the oddest part of this fact to me. 20% of which occurred during Thanksgiving week alone. I I thought that number would be higher. Like people yeah. are eating cranberries not at Thanksgiving. I mean, it doesn't say cranberry sauce, but even still. Yeah. I mean, I guess cranberries are in a lot of baked goods that you don't always think about. That's a lot of muffins, baked goods. scones. I don't know, but scones. I mean, are you just eating? Cra- I mean, doesn't include cranberry juice, just cranberries. I, I ex- the only thing I think of is maybe that stat includes cranberry juice, but if not, That's I would think lot. that'd be like flip flop. Like eighty percent is eaten at Thanksgiving because everyone's eating cranberry sauce, which I love. Uh, definitely the person who doesn't like the cranberries in it, though. Like I yeah, like the just the just the jelly, jelly. yeah, the yes. fake jelly yeah. stuff. Um, but it's not. That's that's the fact, guys. All right. Wow. Second fact, still about cranberries. And this is the one that I want you and everyone Mm -hmm. listening at home to take a guess on. Cranberries are the only fruit native to North America. Mm -hmm. Blueberries and grapes are harvested here, but they are not native. But they are only grown in five U.S. states. So take a a thought, take a, a few seconds to figure out what that might be. Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's just talk till it strikes again On my way through I saw you on my way All right, Heth, what do you think? What five, just, just, I mean, how are you going to know? But just rattle off some guesses here. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like 100% sure I know the main state or at least one one of the states for sure I know. Okay. Massachusetts. Yeah, Because okay. I feel like there used to be like maybe the Ocean Spray commercial always had people like in the, because they, they harvest the cranberries with water, like they flood the fields and then- they collect the cranberries and I feel like there used to either be a commercial where people yes, in Massachusetts they, were you know, like harvesting the cranberries. Sh- sure, sure, sure. Yes, the, uh, okay. the other four I honestly couldn't say. I mean, it's like a shot in the dark. Um, maybe Vermont just because it's next okay, to Massachusetts. Yes. In a weird way, I mean, these are very 
these are kind of disparate. They're not near each other, but they do, they are kind of on, I guess, a somewhat similar latitude. So I'm giving okay. you props for just getting one. I would have gotten yeah. none of these. I So you, you're way ahead of me. Uh, Massachusetts was the first one listed. I don't know if that's where more cranberries come from or not, but that was the first one listed. And then it's New Jersey, which okay. is a little further south than some of these other ones. Wisconsin, Washington State, and Oregon. So kind okay. of up in that yeah. northern corridor a little All bit. Right. I'm surprised about the Pacific Northwest. I, I wasn't aware. I guess I just always think of New England, you know, in the Massachusetts yeah, Well, you state, got... You were, but, you were dead on. Yeah. I, whew, back with a vengeance on the intro <laughs> facts. You say I give you hard ones. And this time I was actually prefacing and be like, all right, this is really hard. I... And you surprised me. Speaking of surprises, well, maybe you're surprised that we are back on the mics. We're going to talk a little bit about um, why we took a, a bit of a hiatus and kind of what's to come. I will also be recording another podcast. Do, do you know what's to come? I, will, I mean, I'm not. I'm not aware of what's to come. All right, what I want that, to come. What I want to come. Maybe we should have had this discussion first. We had it briefly. I said, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'll could, we'll talk about that. We'll also put it out another podcast a little bit about that. But I have some some tidbits I want to touch on on that. Um, but really, the reason we wanted to record this one uh, for in particular is the fact that we have done this every single year since 2014. So this is our ninth year in a row. Come on, come on, some love, some love. That's a lot of years. That is a lot of years of doing this. And when I said to you, listen, we've never missed the Thanksgiving Thanks podcast. Do you want to do one? You're like, yeah, let's do it. And so I, we always take this opportunity to look back on the year since last Thanksgiving and look at the unexpected things that we are thankful for. Um, and I, one of my favorite things to do every year is this podcast. And my hope is that if you're listening to this, you take some time as well. I probably took about an hour going through some notes and looking back through some old pictures and kind of ruminating on what the year brought us. And my hope is that you have some time to do this over the next couple of years. Maybe if you're traveling or a couple of years, couple yeah. days, couple days, couple days, couple days. <laughs> maybe if you're traveling uh, to see family, maybe if you just have some downtime from work, things like that. Uh, our hope is that you always that you also have the chance to do this while listening to the things that that we are thankful for as well. So each of us have, I believe, eight, and so yes. we'll run through these. Um, why don't you start us off? Have the one of the things that you are unexpectedly thankful for that occurred in the last year? Well, to be fair, this one is not completely unexpected because I would be, I think both of us <laughs> would be very expectedly thankful for having family move to North Carolina. Um, so that is what my number eight is. We are we are trying to get as many family members to North Carolina as we can. Trev's parents are still not Ahem. here. I yet. know you're listening, Mom. Ahem. We're hoping that they, you know, at some point maybe split their time between Pennsylvania and North Carolina. So we're still waiting on that. But my sister Julie did move to North Carolina in February and it's just been so wonderful to have someone else here that we can, you know, spend time with, but also depend on and just have another family member for us and for the kids. It's just really, we, we miss that so much because we were surrounded by so much, so many family and friends in Pennsylvania. So moving to North Carolina, you know, we obviously made new friends here that are like family and that's wonderful too. Um, but it's just great to have 
an actual family member here. One of the things that will permeate my list is being thankful for people helping and supporting us, especially with watching the kids. They're five and three now, so they're in an age where it's just crucial to have to have help at some times. Um, so that will be coming up over my list. I didn't I didn't specifically call it out because it almost for every single one that I was writing down, I was like, this could only happen because someone else was helping to watch the kids. A lot of times that was you, Heth, so we'll get to that. Sometimes that was family members. In in this one, the first one that I want to give you, uh, it was Heather's sister, Julie, who she just mentioned. And uh, that the thing that I am unexpectedly thankful for is a flight delay. Yes, a flight delay in Porto, Portugal. We had the really good fortune to go on a very spontaneous last minute trip for our friend Mike Savas's, uh, who you, some of you may, if you've listened to this podcast before, um, he's been on the podcast. He was having a 40th birthday party in outside of Porto in Portugal and uh, kind of told us last minute, told everyone last minute because he was throwing it together last minute. And we said, listen, we always try to make an effort to go to, to big life events, things like this big birthday parties or like weddings, you know, you never know how many chances you're going to get to, to go to these types of things, especially when it's uh, somewhere interesting and, and a unique experience. So we flew out to Porto and had, it was, we originally were going to be there for, I think three days. It was a super quick trip. I think, yeah. I mean, it was a five day trip, but like a travel day on travel each end. And yeah. then three days there. And not much time for us to, it was all planned out. We were going to meet him on a vineyard with a bunch of other friends and everything was planned out. And we didn't have any time to, for Heather and I to just kind of sit back and relax because Mike loves activity. So it was like activity, 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 activity for three straight days. And then we went down to Porto and we were supposed to fly out the next morning and our flight got delayed. So that gave us a whole extra day in Porto just to relax, which was great for us. Very difficult for Heather's sister, Julie, because the kids were not in school, because people had had COVID, the nanny couldn't come because, uh, you know, because there's COVID going around, all this kind of stuff. So we had thrown the kids on Julie last minute for five days. She thought she would get some time off, but it really became like a six day, 24 seven with the kids. So whew, better her than I. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever even been with the kids solo for Five or six days no, straight with I, no I, help? No, I don't think so. One thing, though, I am still fighting for the reimbursement for... Uh, oh, really? We're supposed to be getting reimbursed like 700 bucks for that flight delay. It is now November, folks, as you're listening to, like late November. We went in April. Uh, that I'm not as thankful for, but great experience nonetheless. My number seven is an unexpected trip and thing that happened. Um, I went to Baltimore in... March and it was an unexpected trip because my sister Julie when she moved to North Carolina in February unexpectedly her car broke down an hour into the trip where her engine just failed which was very scary fortunately she is safe and the car didn't you know crash or anything she was able to get off the highway and take it to a Kia dealership and it's a relatively new car within the past five years. And so Kia covered the whole new engine, you know, repair, but it took about a month and it was in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, Maryland, because that's when it happened. And she was able to find a Kia dealer there. And she was traveling down to North Carolina with my other sister, Emily. So fortunately she had somebody with her and all of that worked out. They arrived in North Carolina, but her car was still 
in Baltimore. In yeah. Baltimore. So a month later, we had to go up there. And so we decided to make a little trip out of it. And it was the first time, you know, I had been on a girl's trip since having kids, which is wild. And it wasn't even that long. It was one night. But it was such a nice little break and a little reprieve to do something with my sisters. And my mom also went. So it was just really unexpected that we would have that time and how much I enjoyed that trip, even though it was like a 36 hour trip. It was really amazing to just, you know, get a nice hotel and go out to a nice meal and explore a, a city that I'd only been to once or twice before and just have that time away. And, you know, with the pandemic not having us travel as much, and, you know, we'd had a, I had had a girl's trip planned, actually, right when the pandemic started. I was meant to go and do something like that, but, you know, more than more than one night. But, you know, it was postponed a couple of years. So that was just something that I was really grateful for. I know it was a bit and of I a, survived a, whole, a, a night by myself, a stressful experience for my sister with her car. But, you know, it ended up working out fine. And then, we, and then we made something fun of it. So, yeah. And you got to be with the kids one on one for 30 one on hours. two, excuse me. There's All two right. kids here. One on two. No. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm really glad you got to, to have that. I, one of the themes that will also come up with mine is just, um, yeah, just re-engaging this, this love of travel again. I, I, I won't hit on it right now because it's going to come back up. But it, it yeah, I think our, our stuff was dulled a lot as, as maybe if you're listening, maybe you're you're, you were dulled as well by the pandemic and like not being able to do the things that you love, namely travel. Um, and so it's taken a little while to, to kind of wean back into it in a weird way. But um, my number seven, speaking of things that would have happened if COVID hadn't reared its ugly head back in 2020, um, my number seven is Costa Rica's less strict visa rules. And by that, I mean, my sister was supposed to get married in April of 2020. And her husband is from the Dominican and they live in Panama. So Heather and I had never met him because we hadn't, they started dating, they were dating long distance and she moved down there. And so we're like, okay, we're going down April, 2020 to go to this wedding. And we're all excited about it. We're going to get to meet him, all this kind of stuff. Well, April, 2020. So we obviously didn't go. He has not been able to get a visa to come to the US ever. Um, we have also not been able to make it down to Panama. And so when we were going to Costa Rica at the beginning of this year in February, uh, my sister kind of came up with this plan or we all kind of came up with this plan. We're like, wait, Raphael can't go to the U S but he can get a visa to go to Costa Rica. And so my sister and him flew over to Costa Rica. My parents flew down from the U S we were already down there in Costa Rica. And so we got to meet my sister's husband, which is weird. My twin sister and I are very close. So for me to have never met her husband three and a half years in them dating and two years into them being married, uh, you know, you, I never would have believed that if you have told me that just the way it happened. Uh, so I am thankful for Costa Rica's less strict visa rules where we could all come and have an experience there and get to meet him. Yeah, that was pretty special. All right. My number six is um, something that I guess I always thought I would love, but unexpectedly love it so much more than I ever thought. Mm. I wonder if you can guess what it I is. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it is 
a coffee machine. <laughs> okay. okay. So if you've listened to this I, I'll podcast take, I'll take some ever, props because that's yeah, a gift for me. Yeah, this is a gift from Travis. If you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know how much I love coffee. I love to try coffee when we travel. I love to have coffee when we're at home. And... I've tried all methods of, of brewing coffee. You know, I've tried a drip machine. I've tried a French press. I've tried a pour over. But my all-time favorite way to drink coffee is with espresso and making a latte or a cappuccino or flat white or whatever. And so I've always wanted to have an espresso machine, but I was kind of intimidated by them and, you know, how hard they would be or how difficult they would be or which one's the best one and how much they cost and all of the variables because you can buy one for $100 to like $2,000. So my sister had an espresso machine and when she was living with us for a few months in North Carolina, I got pretty much addicted to having a latte in the comfort of my own home every day. Our little barista here, Travis, would make us lattes. And Hate so, drinking coffee, love making yep, coffee. love making coffee. So, Best of both worlds yeah. for you. I'm not taking any of your beans. No, I know. Man. So when my sister moved out, she took her her espresso machine with her. So I said to Travis, the only thing that I want for my birthday, for my 40th birthday, is a nice espresso machine. So we did some research and we got one. And I'll let you know that it is so amazing. It's not even the most expensive one, but it is a little pricey. No, it's so it's a bit of a definitely not the most expensive no, one. No, but you know, it's the Breville Bambino Plus. And we, I and Travis, but I think mostly me, did a lot of research and I said, this is the one that I want. It comes in different colors. Of course, it comes in white. So that's the one that I got. And honestly, it makes such a good cup of coffee. I like it better than most of the coffee shops around. I'm like, don't, I don't even need to go out anymore. I just make them at home. And it just honestly makes every single day so much better. I love it so much. I even drank a cup of coffee from that the other day. Um, and you loved it, didn't you? I, I made a latte. I put a lot of milk in. It was good though. Like it was decent. I'm not going to do it every day, but I thought, man, if, if even I'm drinking this, this thing pretty must good. be good. It's pretty good. My number six is a few last minute trips that I was able to take. And these are... Uh, this is one of the reasons or one of the things I have to give thanks to is is Heather uh, for two of these trips watching kids as I went. And by these by two of these were very last minute. And then the one trip that I went to, I actually brought the, my kids, our kids up to Philadelphia and dropped them off with my parents and Heather's sister who lives up there, Emily. And they watched the kids for eight days. So the two very last minute ones where I flew down to Austin for South by Southwest, legitimately the night before I was like, <laughs> I want to go down. I had a friend down there. He was sending me pictures. I booked a ticket and I flew out mm, maybe less than 10 hours later, like that next morning. I, I went to sleep. I packed, went to sleep minute. and left. That's probably the last minute, most last minute trip I've ever done. I did a similar thing for TravelCon going to Memphis. I had wanted to go. I wasn't going to go. I wanted to go. And then- I mean, I was, that one was also like the day before, Yeah, right? well, I since I had, I kind of, I had done it in Austin and I'm like, well, I could do this again. So- um, yeah, I was getting FOMO cause people were there. And so I went to Memphis for travel con and the only way that I was able to do those were because you were like, go have fun, enjoy it. I've got the kids. And so each of those trips was three or four days ish. Um, not super long, but, uh, super, but I'm very thankful that I was able to do that because I am an extrovert, if you cannot tell, and I was really missing in-person events 
um, really missing in-person connections with people that I had connected with over the years in the travel space and the entrepreneur space. And just also missing this idea of going to a new city. Austin wasn't new, but, but Memphis was. And being around a big group of people, a lot of those I didn't know. And so that that's what like fills me up a lot. That's what gives me energy. And I, I didn't know it, but I've been feeling quite depleted of that type of energy. And so those helped fill me up a little bit. So thank you for that. The other trip that I took was more planned out, but albeit three years ago, Heather and I bought tickets to go out to the World Domination Summit in Portland, Oregon, when they were going to have their last one. That got pushed back a couple years. Um, I knew I was going to go to this, but I didn't book my tickets to the last minute. And uh, you know, I have a lot to be thankful for when it comes to World Domination Summit. Most of my closest friends in the entrepreneurial world, uh, Jason from Zero to Travel and him him and I founded Location Indie together. We met there. So that was a really nice cap on 10 years of it. Uh, it was just, it was a bittersweet moment for me really because it had been so impactful in my life and now that was coming to an end, um, that event. But it was really special to get to be there and uh, you didn't go out, Heath. You made the decision not to go out and stay here, but you, because you, you had some work to do. But uh, yeah, just thankful for everyone who was able to watch the kids as I was able to do that, and thankful for being around people to to get that kind of extrovert yeah. push. Yeah, and I mean, this podcast is about thankfulness and not regrets, but I do a little bit regret not going to the last WDS. And at the time, you know, I was full in it with a couple of projects, mainly our bungalows here. And now that we're through that and I'm looking back, I'm like, you know what? I should have just gone. There may be other events coming up headed headed by someone or like (laughs) run by someone that might be sitting in the same room with you uh, that we can, we can help maybe create that kind of magic again for other people. For sure. For sure. And you know, I, I am thankful that you had that opportunity and that our family came through for us and that the kids were able to go and spend time and have a lot of fun while I was working because they had a lot more fun there than they would have had with me. Um, so yeah, you had some great, great work fun life trips that's right people always say is this a work trip i'm like ah it's both it is but work's fun do what you love all right my number five is another material possession and i know trav's always like oh you know material possessions it's not his thing but even he would love this one and i don't know if it's on your list or not i'll say it because it probably is the golf cart. <laughs> yes, I'll just I'll just move this up my list too, because I didn't think you would put this on at all. But what? Well, I just I wanted a golf cart. I feel like more than you wanted. I, a golf I cart. didn't think that you would maybe think of it because I, I thought of yeah. it and was like, "Ooh, this is a little obscure." Well, I didn't think of it at first. Like th- there were a couple things on my trip that. I thought at first, which was, you know, having family in North Carolina and then my number one, which we'll get to. But then when I was like going down the list and I was looking through my photos and I saw all the photos of us on the golf cart over the past six months because we bought it in March. um, You know, I wanted a golf cart so badly. And when we bought our bungalows last year, the previous owners were trying to sell their golf cart with the bungalows. And Travis was like, no, we can't buy this because we don't have a garage and it'll just get ruined. And I was so disappointed because I really, really wanted to buy a golf cart. And then for whatever reason, you woke up one day in March and on Facebook Marketplace, there was a beautiful 
20 year old 25 year old vintage very vintage golf cart which is white and black so at least it's cute um on sale on facebook marketplace and travels like listen i think we should buy this because it was four thousand dollars yeah it's, let's paint the picture yeah. golf carts we live on an uh like in an area where you can just drive golf carts around and uh you know, new golf carts are like ten, twelve thousand dollars. The problem is the sea will usually the, the salt air will rust them out. That's why I didn't want to buy the, the the really nice expensive one. When I saw one for four thousand bucks, I'm like, well, this thing is perfect because a, it's built differently to, to rust less, but b, because it's, it's twenty five years old. Yeah, it's four thousand bucks, so we can like knock around on this for a while, and it does, it's already like beat up a bit. You know, we're not yeah. So anyway, yeah. I found it. It was obviously a good deal because he said he got like 30 messages as soon as he posted, but I was the first one. We went and bought it right then and there. Yeah, and so it was awesome, and we've had so much fun on it. The only thing that's a little disappointing is that now there's a brand new law taking into effect on January 1st where kids under the age of eight need to be in a car seat, which is great for safety, but not as great for that casual island living where we can just all pile on the golf cart. I mean, we still buckle the kids in because there are seat belts on the golf cart. But now they have to be in a car seat. Yeah, one of the benefits. Womp, womp. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we got that. We got that. Oh, yeah. We've got a womp, womp. <laughs> but anyway, still amazing because it's a golf cart and it's open air and you can just cruise around the island and this have gives fun. me. This is the thing that gives me the most joy in my day-to-day life that's on my that's of my entire list was this golf cart and I agreed we got all we got it we cruise around on it the kids love driving it it's just like when people ask us how do you like north carolina how's your life in north carolina i say well we drive our kids to school in a golf cart and i don't wear shoes and honestly that's <laughs> the little things that i'm super thankful for even today it's been getting a little colder here i said to heather it's not that I mind putting on like a hoodie or even sweatpants here and there. It's that I don't want to put on socks. He just wants to put on those just slide sandals. Just want to put on sandals. I said, listen, dude, buy yourself a pair of Uggs. You don't even have to wear socks. It's Sherpa lined. It's so cozy. I never thought I'd go there, but but I when she said that, I thought, well, I guess that is the benefit of Uggs. Mm-hmm. But the golf cart, you you hit the nail on the head. It was It's been an awesome purchase. And uh, it just, I think what it does is it epitomizes the lifestyle that we're leading here. And that's a lifestyle that we want where it's like, slow it down a little bit, enjoy it. You know, it's like you said, it's open air. We cruise around. It's just, it's just a fun, fun, fun time on the golf cart. It's just fun. But little known fact, in case anyone's (laughs) planning on buying a golf cart, a lot of golf cart batteries apparently need to be watered. And, and you're like, what water, watering, golf cart batteries yes you need to fill them up with water every so often stilled water to be exact distilled water i didn't know that and so our batteries are getting a little wonky no one i mean i guess it's just one of those things you you how would you know if you've never owned a golf cart unless someone tells you so when you buy them new they tell you we Maybe bought this, this from guy, just Facebook guy, Marketplace. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. So he did not give us all the ins and out, unfortunately. But yes, you need to, most batteries, you yeah, have certain to types put, of batteries yeah, in golf carts, distilled, distilled water. water. And my mom actually said, oh yeah, back in the day, sometimes you had to do that with car batteries. I was like, well, <laughs> I wasn't born I mean, this then. is 25 years old, this golf cart. So, yeah. all right. My number four is um, a very special trip that we did not take but we had friends take to us. And I have to say that, you know, we have a lot of friends from all over the world because of our travels, because of teaching English in Japan. And our Canadian friends whom we met in Japan and were 
like family to us while we lived there, Courtney and Calum and our friend Crystal, we had not seen them throughout the pandemic. And that was really hard for, for both of us, but for me especially, because these two women are my best friends and I miss them dearly. And they both had babies during the pandemic. Yep. And that was really strange because, you know, both times I had been pregnant, you know, we traveled with them. We went to Canada. They came to the Pennsylvania. So I felt very much like they were a part of that experience for me. And then with the pandemic, you know, there's all these isolating moments and having two of your best girlfriends get pregnant and have babies and not even be around to experience that. I was just like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to reconnect with these friends. So we weren't sure how it was going to happen. And then we were just like on our WhatsApp chat. And I said, listen, guys, do you, can you make it to North Carolina? Can you make it to the beach house? And both of them were like, yeah, I think that we can do this. So they booked tickets to come at the same time. And, you know, and Crystal even got married. I forgot about that. She got married during the pandemic. And so that was another big moment in her life that we, we were not a part of. And so it it's was robbed just like, us all of so many memories. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yes, it was like this big celebration and this big reunion of so many big life events that we were able to celebrate while they came to North Carolina with their babies and their spouses. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. And so I'm so grateful that we were able to have that time together. Yeah, let's give some mad love to people traveling to us. That, I mean, they, as Heather mentioned, they both just had babies, you know, traveling across the well, internationally, but from Canada, but like from the West Coast all the way over, not yeah. easy, lots of travel. So super appreciative of this. I'm changing my list up on the fly as we go because some of these are on my list as well. So the, the next one that I just wanted to mention is super thankful for all the friends that have visited us in this past year. You mentioned our Canadian crew. Uh, coming in in May, we actually got to celebrate uh, two of their birthdays. Mm -hmm. Why they were here too, as well, and and meet their children, and they they got to see they had met our kids before. They hadn't met they, well, Courtney Crystal okay. had never met yeah. Hattie. All right, so they, they had met our kid. Somebody, yeah, whatever. We all got Hattie. to hang out as <laughs> a bunch of people with a bunch of kids hanging in a house with great weather in May. Um, we also had. Really good friends visit us over New Year's Eve. Our friends from um, from college, uh, Katie and Jesse, and our our other friends, Crime and Mel, and their kids. That was super fun. We um, we actually got to do. Uh, I'm going to throw this in here because this wasn't on my list because I forgot about it. But a Labor Day trip with all our college friends. So some of those we hadn't seen in. We had seen them, but it had been a while. So we hadn't all been together probably in one place for ten years. So we got to do that. Um, yeah. And so just having people come to us, Heather, your brother came down with his family, both your, two of your brothers came down with their families at different times. So one of the nice things for us, especially I'm, I'm going to say for me, because I've been, I, again, I'm a little more extroverted than Heather. I'd say you're probably mid, where would you put yourself? On the scale, introvert, extrovert, middle I'm of the road. Just middle, yeah. You're just middle, okay, you're just, just middle. Boringly average. But, you know, I enjoy interactions and stuff. And so getting to have people come here, if we're not traveling as much as maybe we had in the past, is uh, is something that I am I welcome and I'm very thankful for. And it's super nice as well when we get to have a place that we like to show showcase, like a town that we really love get to drive people around on the golf cart, get to be at the ocean. So um, I'm really thankful for the friends, all the friends that took time out of their schedule, spent money to come visit us. Um, it really makes it special 
when you do move away from a lot of those people, um, you choose to move somewhere else and move away from them. It's really special when they come and take the time to do it. That's right. Um, yeah. And you know what? This wasn't on my list, but when you were talking about people coming to visit and, and having experiences, I, I didn't actually mention my 40th birthday party and I feel bad that I didn't uh, have that on my okay. list. Hold on. Because, I was going to put that as a bullet on the friends visiting us too. Yeah. Because you know, we wanted to celebrate my 40th birthday, you know, pretty big, right? Because it doesn't happen all the it time. It, I, I think happens it once. happens once. Happens once. Um, you know, we love to travel and we always were like, oh, well, we should, like, when we turn 40, we should go do a big trip somewhere, right? Which is fun. But I thought, well, maybe not as many people will be able to come if we go abroad. So we live at the beach. Let's have a party at the beach. Um, usually, October is beautiful in North Carolina. My birthday weekend was a little bit chilly, cold, windy, rainy, stormy. Yeah. Weather um, didn't cooperate that well. It did not. But we still had a wonderful time and we had a lot of people come to visit family and friends and, you know, Trav and my sister Julie and our friend Sarah and her husband Craig who catered um, most of it though, because we had three days of events and he catered two of the days. But um, yeah, everybody working together just to make my birthday weekend special. It's not unexpected because I know how great you guys are, but it was... It was like eight months in, in, in yeah, planning. Obviously it, it not was, every day or anything, but right. it, it, we had to tell people and then we were working on it and where we how, we, how many people are going to come and try to get accommodations for people. So yeah, one of the neat things about going to Mike's party in Portugal, when we had decided that we were going to have your 40th here at the beach... It was nice when Mike said, I'm having my 40th in Portugal because you're like, well, we had planned on doing your yeah. 40th in Italy as this big destination thing. And so we got to go to someone That's who did true. that yep. and, and, and experience it while then having maybe a little bit easier of a time having your actual 40th mm -hmm. here. And we are in that flux of time where I'm 40 and Trav is still 39 because I am two months older than him. Yeah, and if you guys so are sitting So what are we going to do for your 40th, Yeah, Trav? if you're sitting there thinking, oh, Trav has some big plans. No, my birthday's January 3rd. It always was the day that we had to go back to school <laughs> after Christmas break and New Year's break. So it always got forgotten. My sister and I, my twin sister and I always got forgotten. It was like, yay, Christmas. Yay, New Year's. It's like, oh, you had a birthday? So uh, I don't ever expect much. And honestly, we're probably not going to do much. But I said to Heather, you know, since we had people here for her 40th, well, it doesn't have to be just a 40th. Why not do it for a 41st, 42nd, 43rd? So maybe we'll plan a bl big blowout for some random year birthday go. of mine. But yeah, that was a super fun experience that we got to yeah. have. So sorry that wasn't on my list, but it should have been. My number three is definitely something that's a bit unexpected, but that I've been working that's at good, for a while. That's, the, that's what this list yes, is. Unexpectedly thankful. I designed seven different spaces this year. And I mean full homes, seven different Yeah, units, properties. properties. Yeah, seven different properties. And Okay, hold on. <laughs> and you'd be clapping even more if you have ever seen any of these properties because <laughs> they are fabulous. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, at the beginning of the year or since last Thanksgiving... You know, I had only really designed spaces and properties for us, for our Airbnbs, for our own homes. And, you know, I've helped friends out here and there. But then all of a sudden, you know, m mostly through our friend Danielle, our friend and realtor, because 
she recommended me to a lot of people and she's seen our Airbnbs. And so she was like, well, I have people interested in you designing their Airbnbs and then also some people's personal homes. So that's just been a really exciting time in my life and in my career to be able to design so many beautiful homes and create something for people to experience. So yeah, that is very unexpected and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, there has been a ton of growth that I, I mean, I've got to see a ton of growth from you, both like from a business perspective and your skills. I You always had the skills with design, but I think like all of us, you can have the skills in something, but you, until you do it and get your reps in time again and again, it, you know, you learn something new, obviously, every time you do it, even if you have the skills. And so it's been really cool for me to see and, and see, see that like just continue to flourish. I'm going to give you one example that that's a very concrete example for this abstract topic. Uh, we have done custom bunk beds in multiple different homes now. And so the first custom bunk bed that we did was in the house that we bought here and it looks great. It's our son's room. It's custom bunk bed. Heather designed it. It was, you know, it was really cool. Turned out well, but then we have put them in what? three other properties and now I see the one that we just did in one of our bungalows <laughs> yeah. and it's just even it's a step one. up and so yeah. you can kind of see like okay this was the original design here's the second one we did here's the third one we did here's the fourth one we did and just see the progression I think that's a great little uh, visual re reminder or visual way to track like how you have also grown as a designer and uh, the other thing that I've been seeing is a ton of growth in your confidence, which to me is really special and just something that I enjoy seeing. Yeah, well, thank you. My number three is a lot on these, uh, uh, on this like kind of train of thought on on this line, and that is I'm just thankful for learning, and I would say that in this past year I have probably learned more than I have learned maybe in the last three, four, five years. And the reason being is that we continue, as, as you mentioned, like with your business, you were like, okay, I was designing stuff for ourselves, but then I started going out and getting client work and then getting more client work and more client work and just kept leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And as we continue to push ourselves. And for you, it's been in the design aspect of real estate. For me, it's been in the kind of acquisition side of real estate of thinking, well, how can we get more properties? And, and you know, can we partner with people? Um, I have just gone down a rabbit hole of having hundreds of conversations in the, in the last year about topics that I only sparingly knew about when I started. And, uh, you know, some of the, so I could almost point to, um, to every month and say, oh my gosh, this is like something new that I learned about this topic or this topic. A lot of those around real estate, but some around business in general. So for example, in the beginning of this year, there was a massive, massive condo building that, that we were trying to find partners in to buy. Uh, ended up going for $8.6 million. We did find a partner and went all the way up to $6.8 million to buy this massive condo building. But there was so much that I was learning in that three-month the four month process of doing this about bankruptcy auctions and different types of financing and lending and partnership agreements and general partners. It was just, it was mind blowing how uh, now I look at it and know all that stuff. And when I first started, I only had heard those terms. And so that was a really cool experience. Um, we've got a property that we're currently under contract on now. That is the first time we've done something with outside partners. So that's been a really cool learning experience, bringing on outside partners. Um, 
you know, I bought out uh, Jason from Location Indie. So Jason and I created this business eight years ago, uh, Location Indie, and then he decided he wanted to leave the company. Again, all amicably, if you listen to the podcast, you've heard both of our sides of it. Um, we're, we're still really, really, really great friends. It was just time for him to move on. And so having to navigate those types of conversations and that relationship and what does it look like to buy a partner out of a company that, that you both had 50-50 percentages in and all that kind of stuff was uh, at times difficult, but also something that now when something like this comes up again, I'll, I'll be better versed to be able to handle. Um, Heather and I have talked about this on different podcasts, but we're looking to build uh, intentional or international communities for location independent families in a project that we're calling Mozzie. Um, and we've started to go down that path of how to get funding and what would our first property look like in Costa Rica? What would our second property maybe in Italy look like? And so that's just a massive project, bigger in scope than anything we've done. And so it's been exhilarating. It's been eye-opening. It's been fun. It's been frustrating at times. It's been overwhelming at times, but I would just look back at this past year and say, wow, a lot of these big things that we want to do on the horizon, I have set and you have set with what you were talking about with your business, a, a really solid foundation for stuff to now be able to be built upon. Not that there's not more learning that we're going to have, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just thankful for it. Looking back on it, there have been times like when we're in the middle of these bungalows, Heather, you can attest to this when we were trying to do renovations from the studs out and it was just got it just got to be like legitimately very difficult, uh, very stressful, overtook a lot of our lives and and added a lot of stress that we didn't necessarily want. But on the other side of it, we can say now we're much more confident in our ability to do these types of projects going forward. Yes. And, you know, everything that you've learned and now you're using in our everyday life and in our business, you know, the only... I've seen this happen throughout our lives together because, you know, we've been together for a really long time. But when you started Extra Pack of Peanuts and you went down that rabbit's hole of the frequent flyer miles, I mean, you just went wild with learning about that and researching and then creating and teaching it. And then I haven't seen quite that amount of enthusiasm again until probably this year with learning more about the acquisitions and the real estate and and all of that and, and setting up new um, partnerships and what that looks like. And so obviously we, we've been learning constantly, but this has just been, you know, such a focused time. And it's really- And also starting at, all, at, at very little knowledge, right? Like right. that's that's, I think the other key is- as we were learning of how to build online businesses and yeah, you know, we when were we always started constantly the, learning. Right. And when we started the extra pack of peanuts, I knew nothing about online business. When we started the podcast, I knew nothing about podcasting. So we're starting from scratch. And while we knew some stuff about real estate this time, we didn't really know anything about these bigger, bigger things that we're trying to do. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's invigorating in a way to start from scratch. It's also, yeah, there are times you're like, Whoa, okay. You know, but, um, I think that's what life is about is curiosity. And so just going after some of that curiosity. And I've got to see that with you where you're like, I've never done this design stuff for anyone else. And now you have a thriving business around it and you knew the design, 
but you didn't know the other stuff around it. And so you had to throw yourself full into it and you did. And that's, that's a really neat thing to see. Yeah. My number two is, I guess, unexpectedly falling back in love with travel because we've always loved to travel, but we both took some trips this year. I was saving this for last, but yeah. go ahead. We'll do it as number two. Okay. Um, because, you know, like, I guess, for example, my unexpected trip is that we did go to Portugal for our friend Mike Savas's birthday. And, you know, it was kind of unexpected. He invited us to the birthday and we were like, well, we would really love to go. We should go. But, you know, we have a lot going on. You know, I was working on the bungalows and then another client's personal home. And so I felt like, oh, this might not be the best time to, to take a vacation basically, but you know, we don't always take vacations and we certainly didn't take a vacation just traveling me without the kids ever <laughs> since we've had kids. So for us, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is sounding really scratchy because of my cold, but for us to go to Portugal, just the two of us was so amazing. And obviously so grateful that my sister, Julie, was able and willing and really wanted to watch the kids. And we didn't have to worry about the kids at all because we knew they were in such good care with her that we could take that trip. And it really brought us back to those moments that, that we lived for when we were just travel bloggers and we were nomadic and we were doing all these trips and having all these experiences. And we'd been to Portugal before, but we hadn't been on a trip, just Trav and me, where we could explore a place in such a long time that it really felt like a whole new experience, but also reminiscent of our past. So it was a really amazing time that we were able to do that. And I know that Trav, um, you know, he'll probably talk about the trip that he just took with a bunch of location indie members and with Scott Brills when they went to Tanzania. And, and then these trips, you know, are without our kids. So I'm not saying like, oh, it's so amazing to go without our kids. Like I'm no, excited. It is. <laughs> it is. I, it's yes. amazing to go with them. It's also yes. very amazing to go without them. Well, yes. I just mean like, I'm not saying that we love travel again just because we went without our kids, but we did get to have it was a throwback. really nice experiences without them. And um, I'm excited to do some trips with them, but yeah, I guess I'll just end it there because... <laughs> Yeah, I, this was going to be my number one, so I'll throw it in here. I came back from this trip I, I just was on. Uh, if you're following Instagram, you will have seen a lot about that. We did a location indie safari with uh, Pomoja Safaris, my buddy Scott Brills. He's been on the podcast. Incredible safari company. Um, definitely check it out. And so we brought some location indie members on this safari. And I was, to be honest, not that excited about going because it was, you know, it's very far, 36 hours of traveling door to door. I was like, oh, we have a lot going on. Life is hectic, blah, 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 blah. I knew it would be a great experience, but this kind of epitomizes, I, I think, how I've been feeling about travel since the pandemic hit of, yeah, I know it's going to be good, but it just seems like there's a weight, like it's hard and I don't know, there's kind of a blanket thrown over my enthusiasm of travel. And a lot of that is some of the, that's some of the main reasons why we took a hiatus from doing the podcast was that I didn't really feel that excited to talk about travelers and talk with travelers because I, I was just feeling like out of sorts, right? Someone had taken something that was a massive part of our life and not had us do it right? For, for a little while, right? During the pandemic. And then even when we got back into it, it was, uh, 
you know, done a different way. And we hadn't taken an exotic, what I would call an exotic trip where we're going and doing something brand new for the first time in a long time. And when I went on the safari, it, I had that feeling again. The Portugal one, I had a bit of that, but it was very quick too. I mean, we told you it was like three days. And so it, I, I kind of, I think I didn't have time to actually, uh, compartmentalize that and actually sit in in it and this time I did so we did the safari and then we went to Zanzibar and Zanzibar is an awesome island and got to explore a bit and and be with some really cool people um and I just felt for the first time like it was back to what our travel was felt like before some of that was as you mentioned because they weren't kids but a lot of it was just because it felt freeing again it was the reason that we had always traveled and built our life around travel so much for so long of a time was that feeling of like i don't know what i'm gonna get into but i'm just gonna explore around this corner and just take it for what it is and uh i don't mean to sound like our life has been bad we've certainly done some really great things over the last couple years but it it had some people might laugh at this word. It had seemed to become a little routine despite all the craziness and things we have been doing. Um, and so this kind of got me back to that rekindled love of travel. I knew it was there, but I think I had not realized the extent that it had lain dormant in me until I went on this trip and was like, oh my gosh, this is such a major part of our life. And I have been missing it way more than I actually thought. And some of that is, I think, because I, I, I try to be really positive about stuff. And we have done some really great stuff. But it's like, okay, well, it's a pandemic or whatever. It, it forces us to be at home and do all these things. And, and all of those things were good. But it wasn't until I came back from this trip that I realized, wait, like it did take away from us something that was one of our greatest joys. And so I'm really excited to get back out. And, and to do more of that travel because it, it hit home how much both you and I, I, I mean, I didn't, you weren't on this trip, but I'm glad that you mentioned it because when I came home, I was like, I want Heather to go and take a trip to get that back again. But it seems like you already had it from Portugal. So, um, you said no need for me to go on another trip. So no need. Yeah, so I'm fine. No, no, no. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and I think we'll record another podcast on this a little bit, uh, a maybe diving a tiny bit deeper in this topic. It doesn't have to be super long, but um, I think that's one reason why we, we, instead of doing 50 or 52 shows, like we normally do this last year, we did 19 shows. And I think it was just that, that enthusiasm for travel hasn't waned in us. Like it hasn't really waned, but it seems like it had gotten pushed down and it needed to be brought back up again with travel. Yeah. So, well, my number one um, is, I don't know. I was just the thing I'm, I did not you don't expect know what it is. No, I know what it is. I'm, I'm trying to encapsulate how I feel about it. Um, it was unexpected that it took this long to finish the bungalows that we started literally a year ago. Yeah, right it was a 14, around Thanksgiving. 14 month renovation project all told. Um, it was unexpected that it took this long. So it is the thing that I am most grateful that they are finished. I feel like that deserves some dramatic something, clapping, drum roll. Come on, man. You're the guy with the board in front of you. Really um, slow to the draw there with the sound effects. I was just, I was, I was taking as long to hit that button as it took us to renovate the bungalow. <laughs> 
Yes. It You'll took be us, waiting here 14 more months. It took us a long time and we learned a lot of lessons and I would not go back and do it again with the same people. Um, it was pretty tough there with the general contractor that we hired and we won't get into it now, but it was honestly some of the most challenging times of my life having to deal with that situation and finish that and like, you know, kind of pivot and hire somebody else to help us finish. And it was just, it was just incredibly stressful. So anyway, I am so grateful to be finished with them and they're beautiful. And, you know, we did miss the summer season with two of them. And so, you know, we're just trying to catch up with that now, but I'm glad that they're done. Today I decorated them for the holidays, which is really fun because now we're creating this experience for our guests to come. And even though it's November and almost December and it's chilly, it's still beautiful at the coast. And who doesn't want to spend Christmas at the beach? I know I do. So And you will be. And I will be. So, you know, it's I'm I'm just grateful. To be finished. Yes, it's one of those. Let's take the long view. This is this is where the positivity is helpful, right? It was an experience that was challenging. We talked about learning. Some of you probably have had these experiences in the last year, two, three, four, right? As we've as we've been through unprecedented times, and it is helpful to reflect on this, to be done them, and to take the long view and say, okay, if if this is if. By doing this, we have learned X, Y, and Z, right, Hath? Which and we we could we could go into more than just X, Y, and Z lessons. We could we probably have a list of a hundred lessons we've learned. And by doing this, it cost us X amount more than we thought it would. And you know, blah 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 blah. Okay, all of that to say, if in ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, we're we're still either owning these and they're giving people great experiences, or we've taken them and the lessons we've learned and we built upon that and done more mm. things and all that, it will be well worth it. And so if you guys have any of that in your life where it's just, yeah, sometimes in the middle, maybe you're in the middle of it. Maybe you're not on the other side of it. Like we thankfully are now 14 months later. Um, you know, just take stock in that sometimes and say, all right, well, this isn't like life lessons with Trav, but I think this podcast more than some others, when we reflect on stuff, allows us the opportunity to say, if you are in the middle of it, okay, what's going to come out of it? If it's harder, more stressful, more challenging than you thought that that's going to help you move forward. And so, yeah, I touched a lot about that on, on the, some of the learning that I've done and some of the learning that you've had and some of the joint learning that we've had together, uh, especially with that bungalow project taking a lot more time. Um, the last one, this was not meant to be my number one. Everything else just kept getting up, <laughs> going, uh, pushed up with where you were. But uh, I did a triathlon this, this year and I never, ever, ever in my wildest dreams would have expected to do that. I have never run further than a mile in my life. Now, to be fair, I don't give me too many clappings yet. It was a sprint triathlon, guys. So hey, it was like- You a could still call it a triathlon. It is a triathlon. 0.8 mile swim, 12 mile bike, 5K run, so 3.2 miles. But I had never run more than a mile. And I'm really thankful that some of the guys that I am friends with here- said, hey, do you, got, do you want to do this? And and I said, right away, I said yes, because I knew it would be a challenge. And uh, we did it in September. I started running in June. And one of the unexpected things that's come out of that is like, I enjoy running. Today, I went for a two and a half mile run for fun. Woo! Like that's- That deserves some clapping. Mm, thank you, thank you. 
never in my wildest dreams did I did I imagine I would enjoy running. And I was it was really fun to have a goal and to know that like, hey, if you don't work towards this, like you're not gonna make it. And so the day of the triathlon was super fun because it it, it was really cool to compete again. So overall, just was very thankful for that experience. I want to do more. It it kept me accountable. It was it was fun. Anyone who has ever said like, oh my gosh, you go so much faster on race day because of the adrenaline. I was like, yeah, right. I'm just slow. Like there's no way it's going to help. It, it helps. I was cruising on that 3.2 mile run. I felt afterwards like I could keep going. And trust me, that's like, that's not common. So uh, it was just cool to do that and to have the support of you, Hath, and the kids. And- yeah, and the kids were so excited. And, yeah. you know, it's so nice. They were like, oh, I want to do it with you, daddy. And they were yeah. really proud of you too. Yeah. So uh, that that was a f- really fun experience, and I want to do more of that. And completely out of left field. Um, never imagined I would do a triathlon. Maybe maybe a longer one is in oh the boy. cards for twenty twenty three. Who knows? Um, as we get out of here, guys, one of the things that I want to do is is give thanks to you, the podcast listeners. We say this every year, but especially this year, Hath, because we have been. For the first time in really nine years since we started all this, we have been much less consistent in our podcast recordings. I know, I know. Not a surprise to anyone who's listened and has sent messages in like, are you going to do more podcasts? Where are you? What's going on? Um, And some of it's for the reasons that we mentioned. You know, other projects came up, but really I think it was just hard for us to get motivated to, to wrap a podcast around travel when it felt like we were not getting to feel that enthusiasm that comes with travel as much as we had in the past. Um, so we want to say thank you to, to you, to you, all the listeners, there will be more podcasts coming. Um, we will be doing an episode about what's coming up. Cause I guess Heather and I have to talk about it. I well, mean, yeah, I we're just doing so. more podcasts. We're doing we're, the podcast is coming back. Um, whether we do it in seasons, whether we do it just as episodes, like before we'll talk about, but there will be more podcasts than there have been in the second half of 2022. Uh, that's not saying a lot cause there was very few of them, but, um, yes, we're getting back on a regular schedule. We want to continue podcasting. One of the things that you and I both realized as we were not doing as much podcasting, basically quarter three and quarter four of this year, is that we really truly missed it. Just like everything we said about traveling, um, that I said about traveling, uh, I really missed the podcast in that same way. And that enthusiasm that we get from doing it and getting to be, uh, getting to know that people are listening and getting to talk with some of you on social media and things like that. So um, thank you guys so much for, for being listeners. Yeah, and you know, something that the podcast really gives us the opportunity to do and that is reflect and so when we're not doing the podcast we don't get those times where we can just think about what we've done or the trips we've taken or the things that we're going through and so yeah I definitely have missed it and we appreciate all of you for listening to us and enjoying what we talk about because it means a lot to us yeah so I'll give you some stats always like to end with some stats here. Um, we've done this every year. I, I mentioned last year, because I looked at my notes from last year, that there's a thing called the pod fade. And essentially that means after seven shows, podcasts fade away. Well, we are, by my last count, at 504 episodes. So we have wow. certainly not faded away, although there was a fade in the second half of 2022. Um, and especially as an independent show, that means one, you know, podcasts are way bigger than when we started nine years ago. Uh, obvi- anyone knows that. That's just 
that's common knowledge, right? And there have been a ton of podcasts pop up, really popular podcasts. There's podcast networks. You know, podcasts has become almost like TV at this point, right? It's just, there's so much happening with podcasts. There's so much cool stuff happening with podcasts. But to remain an independent show and not have any type of podcast network around us or any producers or anything like that, um, I think is really special. And we are one of the biggest independent shows still to, to this day. And uh, I take a lot of pride in that. And it's, it's, it's been a long nine years and a good nine years. And so over those nine years, we've had, here are the most up-to-date numbers. Drum roll here on okay. how many downloads we've had. Wow. 5,434,035 downloads. That's a lot. That's a lot. We had 296,000 downloads in the past year even though we only put out 19 shows. Um, so you guys continue to listen. There are people listening to the older episodes, which is great. There's a lot of you who are listening to the new episodes when they come out. So that's great as well. Um, and we have 836 ratings on Apple, whatever they call it, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you want to do us a favor, if you're happy it's back, if you're excited, like Trav, Heather, woohoo, uh, and you listen on Apple Podcasts, go leave a rating over there. That's super cool. It'd be fun to get to 1,000. Very few shows have 1,000 ratings. Like, I, I very, very, very few shows. Obviously, the big ones have, you know, some have tens of thousands, but very few shows have ever hit 1,000 ratings. So that'd be super cool. Um, if you listen on Spotify, that's neat too. We're on Spotify now. So um, thank you guys for listening and there will be more shows coming. Um, we'll do a podcast on that. And, I, you know, one of the things that I think had the, the toughest part about podcasting for me, being an extrovert, and I've kind of talked around this theme in, in this whole show, is that you put a podcast out there and there's not really a good way to interact. Like if you do YouTube, people can comment on it, right? If you have blog posts, people can comment on it and things like that. If obviously in-person meetups that we're doing and stuff, you get to meet people. I love all that stuff. With a podcast, unfortunately, the downside of the platform is that there's just not a lot of way to interact with people other than going to a different platform. So the way that we're asking you is come on over to our social media. A lot of you are already there. That is how we interact a lot. Um, at extra pack of peanuts on Instagram. That's by far the best way to, to kind of see everything we're doing and to interact. And so, um, even though you can't really always interact that great with your favorite podcast hosts, that's the way that we've chosen to get to interact with you all. So, uh, would love for you guys to come over there. I did a lot of stuff on social media. I will be the first to admit I am not <laughs> a social media guru. I am not someone whose first thought is to do social media. Heather's much better at it, but on this last Tanzania trip, um, I did quite a bit of social media over there on, on Instagram stories, and that was really fun to get to interact with people again. So if you listen to the podcast, yeah, and you want to review it, great. Uh, come follow us on social media, and that'll be a way that we can all engage. And thank you once again for being with us. If you've been with us, whether it's just this is your first show you're listening, or whether you've been with us for nine years and 504 shows, um, we want to thank you and hope that you have a great Thanksgiving fun time with friends, family, and that you have some time to reflect on what you were thankful for, maybe unexpectedly thankful for in the last year as well. Lightning struck in an open plain And we forgot this old city's name See your breath on window pane Let's us talk till it strikes again on my way through 
about not doing the podcast getting to hear our good friend Caleb sing that song i know it's so good thanks kb we're thankful for that awesome intro and outro song love you